0: Welcome to Hop To It. Hey, Trey. Hi, Nay.
1: Are you ready? Ready for what? To pack our house, take our dog, and hop in the car?
0: We got a car.
1: Don't worry about it. It's time to go.
0: Let's go explore and find a new city to call home.
1: Because we are Nay and Trey,
0: the alchemist and the shaman.
1: And it's time for us to Hop, hop to, to It. it.
0: New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico,
1: Mexico, Mexico,
0: Colorado. Colorado. I'll pull over here at the Colorado state border under their sign.
1: It's a picture opportunity and a great moment for us to pause and reflect on this journey we're on to find home.
0: Amen. This episode, we recap our journey for the new listeners and discuss our looming house sale.
1: And we take a moment to share and respond to some of the feedback we've received from you along the way.
0: For those that don't know, Naomi and I started this digital nomad journey back in November 2021. Now our goal is to find a new home because we're selling our house in Fort Collins, Colorado.
1: Actually, you have that backwards. We're selling our house in Colorado because we decided to finally find a home. (laughs) So, you know... We've lived in the Bay Area for the last seven and a half years before we left, and it never really felt like home to us. Um, even though we'd been living and working there, making friends, and you know having interesting experiences, we both kind of had a sense that we wouldn't live there forever. Mm-hmm. But when we asked ourselves where we did want to live, we had no
0: idea—not a clue. We both agreed San Francisco Bay Area is not where we want to root, but, uh, you know, we like the weather in California, so we want someplace (laughs) a little less intense. So in true Beverly Hillbilly style, (laughs) just kidding, we packed up our house, the dog, and our jobs and just went out to find a new home.
1: Yeah, it's true. We were so addicted to the good weather in California that it was almost hard for us to figure out out whether we could even leave this state, which I think is probably why we spent the first three months of this journey in California. <laughs> Thirty days each in Imperial Beach, San Diego, and Pismo Beach. And then finally we broke our California habit. <laughs> <laughs> habit. M- made our way to Flagstaff, Arizona for a couple of weeks. And then we just spent the last 35 days in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So now here we are crossing into my original home state of Colorado where I grew up and this actually marks the last state that we'll be visiting on this particular journey before we make our big decision about where home is. Yep.
0: Yeah. I remember how we were like doing Google searches and they just pretty much dried up like yes. Yeah, we needed to find home like for ourselves, not through Google is what we decided.
1: Yes. I mean, every time we thought, okay, where should we live? The first thing we would do is pull up a Google search, best cities to live in, in the United States. And we realized it was just the same list over and over again. No creativity, no help. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was a lot of
0: copy and paste, and you knew you hit rock bottom when it was just nothing but pop up ads. Same list, <laughs> just, you know, uh, decorated with pop up ads everywhere.
1: <laughs> yes, beautiful.
0: <for> <laughs> Bad. So, yeah, we did better than Google.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we're defying all of Google's algorithmic suggestions on this journey. Yeah. Unfortunately, now we're falling prey to Airbnb's algorithm.
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> and when I say that, it, I mean, just the airbnb prices, they have played a role in sending us off the beaten path, so I guess that's kind of a good thing. uh, this means that we've been two cities that we never would have put on our list. We totally. wouldn't have considered them like Flagstaff. That was definitely not on our radar.
0: Nope, that was just two steps away from Sedona, so yeah. we did it. <laughs> Pismo Beach,
1: two steps away from San Luis Obispo, yeah, you know. It goes on and on. Um, But each of these experiences, I don't know about you, but it's really helped me get a better understanding of what's important and what's not.
0: Yeah. The firsthand experiences have been great. Really getting to see those, those edges, those areas, like you said, we wouldn't see normally. Yeah. But I love how we use our own city rating and review algorithm to figure out what location we enjoy living in. I think this uh, algorithm we came up with needs a name.
1: A name. Yeah. <laughs> algorithm isn't a great name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mouthful for sure. Yes. And city rating and review algorithm is a bigger mouthful. So I'm kind of leaning towards something that's kind of a uh, froggy themed.
1: <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> it all comes like a, back to frogs for us, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. We're, well, we embraced it. So I love it and hopping frogs mm-hmm. like to hop so maybe we'll just give it the name uh hop score
1: a hop score so yeah. each city we visit gets a hop score yep nice
0: and that would be like the whole algorithm into one number
1: right so for example we just gave santa fe a 77 hop score
0: totally totally <laughs> i love it i love that's it
1: that's cute i like it yes you're smart thank you thank
0: you <laughs> Now, the HOP score, it's helped us cut through distractions. Yes. And we see the important categories in each city that we plan to call home.
1: Yeah, I agree. That HOP score has really helped us to compare the cities on equal footing, apples to apples. So we're comparing the exact same set of criteria for Pismo Beach as we are for Flagstaff. And this means that it really gives us a lot of objectivity and i feel really confident that our hop score is meaningful and not completely subjective mm-hmm. whose brilliant idea was this i don't remember to actually sit down <laughs> and score cities like this right i think
0: it was organic <laughs> definitely an O U R our idea <laughs> yeah
1: both of us probably i don't yeah. know why i'm literally forgetting how this all came to be at this moment
0: it was a lot of <laughs> pillow conversations Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out where we're going to go and what are we doing? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And we also used to make a whole bunch of uh, home shopping lists when we were looking for places to like apartments That's in Berkeley. Right. Yeah. So it felt like a natural evolution of that whole process, right? It's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I loved how we did those lists. And then we ended up. With all the choices coming down to like the ones that worked, and then the ones that we finally picked were perfect. You're
1: right. When we found our second Berkeley apartment, I remember we had like a handwritten list that we posted in the office, Mm -hmm. and suddenly it was crunch time, and we had to find a new apartment because we had done all that pre consideration and had yep. a list. It was so easy for us to say, yep, this is it. Like this yeah. matches 90% of what we wrote down.
0: Totally. Cause some place would get us with one thing and then we be like, wait, what about this on the list? We needed that. And yeah. Yeah. It saved us. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Hop score. The hop score spreadsheet specifically just came out of all that. And now I can't imagine trying to figure out what city we're going to call home without it.
1: True. And this spreadsheet is way more intense than any list that we made for apartment hunting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we definitely didn't give them a score when we were apartment hunting.
1: <laughs> no, we did it. I love it. I love scoring stuff. That's yeah. fun. Well, as we slide into our finals date and the Fort Collins house is going up for sale, just how confident are you feeling that we're going to make the right decision given everything?
0: It is funny that even if we find a location that we love, it might not work for us. Like, we have expensive taste.
1: (laughs) We have good taste. Every place we've been has been beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, they have. All, like, natural beauty to die for. Yes. And the places we enjoy just have those high price tags because of it. But that means making compromises so we can even enter the housing market, right? Like, we're not probably going to jump into the one that we want because. The price tag is going to be pretty high, but we can downsize a bit.
1: You mean the house that we want or the city that we want?
0: Oh, the city that we want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You think we're going to skip the city we want because it's too expensive? No. (laughs) (laughs) We would just get a tiny little house in the city we want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. We'll We'll see. We'll see.
1: We really don't even know what we're doing yet. It's kind of weird to think that this far into the process, we're still not sure where we're going to end up. So. Um, one thing that is kind of becoming clear though, is that even though we have 16 categories that we use to evaluate each of the cities, like you just alluded to just now, affordability is the category that looms above the rest, whether we want it to or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Money, 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 (laughs) the root of all stress. (laughs) Uh, Breathe in, breathe out. (laughs) (laughs) So Fort Collins is definitely always in my heart. Like I lived there for so long, went there after high school, college, raised a child, all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's kind of your main home. I know we've talked in the past about how you hopped around for your whole life, except for Fort Collins was a good long stretch.
0: Yeah. On purpose. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. let me pick some place that I'm going to be instead of moving around. So love it to death. And the mortgage is low. And, you know, we have some uh, flexibility. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean, if affordability is everything. Like, let's say we let affordability be our decision maker and forget the 15 other categories. It seems like Fort Collins is the obvious choice. <laughs> you already own a house there. Nope. It was a house he purchased during the recession. And that means that Like, it's the most affordable option out there. So to me, I don't know, it almost defies reason for us to sell a house that you purchased during the last recession on the eve of what the news suggests might be another potential recession. (laughs) Like, are we nuts?
0: (laughs) So wild.
1: It scares me. And then the other thing is, like, that house... On its face, like, that's a big house. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a mansion. It's a suburban house, but yeah. it has four bedrooms. So we could both have our own offices, yeah. work comfortably from home in our own little spaces. There's the big garden and yard outside. So we could, like, actually have some land, and Oscar could have his own space. Totally. And, you know, the price tag, like we've alluded to, it's probably about half as much as what we're going to end up paying on a new mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are we out of our minds, Trey? Like, why don't we just move right back into Fort Collins house?
0: Oh my gosh, it sounds tempting. Like, time will tell if this is a good decision. You know, there's things that just don't work for me living in Fort Collins, though. Too like, as much as I love it, yeah, it does have like a suburban lifestyle, which kind of left me a little disconnected and isolated, like culturally.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I have urban roots, and I just enjoy the diversity you know, in my own community, like being in Oakland, doing the uh, black boys home and yeah, the yoga in the park. That was a really cool connection that I couldn't get in Fort Collins because, you know, I'm just the only diversity there. It's just yeah. not comfortable being the diversity because I'm the only black person there. So it'd be nice to have some other diversity.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, one person does not make diversity either like diversity suggests that there's a number you know or a group it's not like okay one person you're diverse you're not diverse trey like the community needs to be diverse right exactly oh i agree i mean lack of culture lack of diversity you know those are things well diversity is a big one on our scoring system so Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure fort collins would fail on that front, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and it's not a pass fail, but it would get below average, below average <laughs> for yeah. sure on top score.
1: <laughs> a, a, a number two, yeah, average. Um, but okay, for me, what happened is when I look at the map, like a Google map of the Fort Collins house, mm-hmm. I nearly cry because that house is on the edge of town. It's in a very suburban, almost rural area. Yeah. There's literally zero walkability. And I remember I lived there for two years Mm -hmm. in the house and there's nowhere to walk to. So basically you get in your car for everything. And I think that this journey that we've been on right now has really confirmed to me that I like walkability. Like I feel so much more excited about being in the neighborhood when there's places to go and things to do. So Mm Hmm. I just don't want to go back to driving everywhere.
0: No. And that walkability, or sorry, the lack of walkability in Fort Collins, the suburban area, it was surrounded by open space. Yeah. But you couldn't walk through the open space. So they'd (laughs) have these acres and acres around our subdivision that were like these beautiful prairies, but you can't walk on them because they're trying to preserve the area, which is great, but it just adds to that barrier, that inability to access what's around.
1: Right. The only way out is. Down the busy street in your car. No sidewalks. (laughs) No (laughs) sidewalks. So, Yeah. yeah, honestly, the idea of moving back to that house specifically and even to Fort Collins has, when I really feel the emotion, I feel a little bit of dread and I don't feel like what I want, which would be like excitement or joy or some kind of relief. You know, even that at that price tag, it's just not filling me with any kind of joy.
0: Yeah. We could afford to live there, but we enjoy living there. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's clear to us that we're ready to live somewhere else besides Fort Collins, right? And I thank all of you for listening to us as we share this experience. And it's not over yet, but we just wanted to slow down and have this moment with you because we're just that much closer to home.
1: Yeah. Our little roadside chat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Uh, Just imagine the cars whizzing by the big. Welcome to Colorado sign. And it's a beautiful sunny day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They'll see it in the newsletter. We got a picture.
1: Uh, Also, I, I do feel like it's important to say like it's clear to us that Fort Collins is not home, but I know we have so many wonderful friends in Northern Colorado. Just like that is one of the bigger draws to the area for me. And I know, just like if we were to rate diversity, we know that would be a below average score. But if we were to rate community for Fort Collins, I think it would be a five. Oh, no yeah. No question about it. Hands I mean, down. we would have immediate welcoming friends. We would probably have a big welcome party, yeah. you know? So for that, I am a little sad that Fort Collins doesn't feel like home because yeah. it would be so awesome to like walk back into a community friends so totally
0: that we know and we miss
1: yeah we miss (laughs) y'all
0: amen Uh.
1: so it's a little kind of like a little bittersweet we're closing the chapter on the fort collins house and moving on to our new home which we have yet to figure out where that is but you know it's like i'm clear on it but i'm a little sad about it
0: It, totally selling the fort collins house in june this june is a big deal oh it's so wild yeah it's one chapter in a book called life, and we just have so many chapters left to live yet. So over the next four episodes of the podcast, we will talk more about the other factors in our final choice of home.
1: Yeah. And in the meantime, we still have some exploring to do in Colorado. Um, we have tons of friends to reconnect with. And so I'm really excited to be back in our home state and for the, the weeks ahead while we get to see everybody.
0: Yes. Amen. I'm super excited to get back to Colorado. (laughs) I grew up in this state and just nothing compares to it now. I didn't grow up from a child, but from 18 to
1: (laughs) to the middle ages. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I grew up in Colorado. So I'm gonna take a moment to just break the fourth wall and do some time traveling to say to everybody that when this episode actually releases on June 7th, Tuesday, we are already in Denver. So we're already in Denver. Reach out to us. Naomi and I will be in Denver through July 2nd. So catch us before the 4th of July, summer 2022 in Denver, and uh, go Avs. You might see me at a Colorado <laughs> Avalanche hockey playoff. <laughs> but uh, all that will kind of wrap up our last days on the road.
1: Yeah, we'll sort of. I mean, we like to think that this journey is ending on July 2nd when our search for home supposedly ends, but we actually, after that, we have to find our way back to wherever home is. So, you know, say we choose Denver, that would be really easy, but say we choose any of the other locations that we've come along the way. We have a road trip ahead of us. Amen. We have house hunting ahead of us. Oh, so... Hang on, you know, we'll let you know where we choose to end up, where, what city, we are going to make a decision. We're yeah. very, very busy thinking about this. Um, and we're going to announce our final decision on the finale episode, which will be dropping on the 4th of July.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Huh. Now, with all that, with the decision, everything else that's going on, we've been meaning to do an entire episode about listener comments, questions, and suggestions, but time's just evaporating before our eyes, so we're going to respond to some of your feedback now.
1: Yeah, our original idea was to do a bonus episode, but we're just going to add it to this one. We thought it was a good time to have a little chat with you. So first of all, we want to thank you for your support and your messages along the way. Like nothing keeps us going more than hearing from you. Um, And, you know, this is a passion project. We're not getting paid to do this. It's something we put a lot of heart and soul and love into. Mm -hmm. So when we hear back from you, um, we hear emails and your texts and your interest. It just keeps us going. So thank you so much for that.
0: Yeah. Like each comment, each little like download definitely means a lot. So we appreciate the community that we have through listeners. Now, one comment we got that we both agree improved the show was actually adding an episode setup. So in the beginning, we take a few moments every episode to just let you know what we plan to talk about. And it was such a funny comment because mm-hmm. it's so easy, but I forget everyone is in psychic. Like they don't know what we're about to talk about. So we just like started off and some people just made that good comment. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I understand why you think everyone should be psychic because you're married to me and I am psychic. Yes, <laughs> <I'm just laughs>
0: we sorry. have a psychic bond.
1: <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, we also received feedback that people enjoy our natural conversations Um, mm-hmm. and they felt that some of our episodes sound a little bit more scripted. So that is something that we've really worked to improve, but I have to admit it's a little bit challenging because it takes a lot of practice to feel fluid and fluent in front of a microphone. You have this big mic in front of your face and, you know, we do have like a bullet point outline that we go through so we don't go too far off topic, but it can be really easy to just like forget to, to have a conversation. So yeah. I hope that we've made some good progress and that you've noticed it. Um, because we're making room for that natural conversation to flow while still keeping on topic and not wandering off into the abyss.
0: <laughs> I totally agree. I have so much more respect for thespians. Seriously. Yeah. It takes so much work to be on task and present for the recording. And we both have to coach each other, you know, on that one. It's not that easy. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: So, now, another comment was to pull away from our day-to-day topics a bit and kind of zoom out, uh, give you more of an overview. And so um, like this episode where we talk about our entire journey and not just the coffee that we grabbed in Santa Fe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think more of our episodes do tend to fall into the details of daily life in each city because we're really spending a lot of time observing everything about the city, capturing the moments and sharing that with you. But we really hope that the bigger picture of this journey we're on to find home is shining through. And as we go into the last 4 episodes of this season, we want to kind of keep zooming out a little bit, um give you more perspective on what We are finding when we're really closing in on this idea of what is home to us, what does it mean, and how are we going to make our final decision?
0: We are learning how to travel and flourish as we go. Both of us want to share valuable information with you and how we manage the work-life balance on the road. We are not the same people that started this journey back in November.
1: No, we're definitely not. I think I'm a little older.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just by a week. A little, yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm a year older now. (laughs) Much wiser. Much wiser. A little more haggard and frayed at the edges. All my clothes have holes in them. (laughs) Not that bad.
0: (laughs) Too much drama.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The drama. Um, no, but it's true. We've learned so much. And I feel like on the plus side, besides being older, um, you know, we've just, we've learned a lot about what we like, what we need in our lives. And I'm hoping we're really preparing for some fantastic years ahead. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, totally. In case you missed it. Um, I also want to point out that we have a couple of resources that I've created for folks who might be interested in starting a journey like this, I have a digital nomad checklist, which kind of gives you a list of things that you should take into consideration as you launch into your digital nomad journey. And we also have a fun quiz called What Type of Digital Nomad Are You? Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of just helps you understand whether you are like us, a road tripper, a van lifer, a jet setter or a true vagabond. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love it if you would try out either of those resources. I'm going to go ahead and put links in the show notes um, so that you can find them.
0: Yeah, it's really helpful. We did a bunch of research, uh, you know, spaghetti on the wall testing. We did it live so you don't have to. <laughs> so definitely check out the checklist and the quiz is fun. Find out who you are. We both uh, scored properly for what we are so that worked out
1: yeah we're road trippers
0: yeah it would have been a bummer to find out we're something else I mean you could change but yeah there's there's (laughs) room for change yeah now other comments we got uh, that helped us sound less ridiculous was uh, if anybody remembers our egrets regrets episode eight yeah funny thing about that one (laughs) (laughs) there's no such things as an egret (laughs) you said the word wrong
1: yeah mispronunciation is one of the bigger challenges in podcasting i think Yeah. so i i particularly need to apologize for this one because after we got the feedback another episode came out with the exact same mispronunciation <laughs> i was so embarrassed and when i heard it i was like cringe <laughs>
0: you weren't trying to be rebels you know Forget yeah. you. We're gonna say it like we want. Ingrats. <laughs>
1: no, the only and here we are. I'm. I'm actually cringing while you mispronounce it on Ooh, purpose. Yeah. I have to say, but the only reason that we had the mispronunciation come out again was because we'd already recorded that episode. I got the feedback after it was already canned and ready to publish. So I want to shout out my elementary school teacher who pointed this mispronunciation out to me and. I really appreciate you teaching me new things, even as uh, an adult. And I hope you have no egrets about tuning in. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Along the same lines, one other thing. Mm -hmm. We also mentioned in episode three that we got married near Pike's Peak. Well, we were wrong. We actually got married under Long's Peak. So those two peaks, you know, they're very different. Pikes Peak's in Colorado Springs, Longs Peak is kind of over Essence Park, Longmont, Boulder area. So we got married under Longs Peak. In my defense, it has been a long, long time <laughs> since our wedding. so yeah. And we've been a long time away from Colorado. So sorry about that. <laughs> Amen.
0: Well, I never get that right anyway, but maybe I'll just start calling it The Peak. By Estes Park. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a perfume. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I uh, copyright that one. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, now let's chat about the pats on our back that we've gotten. Accolades from uh, listeners. Thank you so much. It was nice to hear from a listener that we have great chemistry. And that's not something you can teach. So go us.
1: (laughs) That's a funny one. I appreciate that one a lot because we're married. So I really hope we, we have good chemistry. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we're like, hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah.
1: Thanks for that. Um, another listener mentioned that she appreciates that we keep it real. And I think that is awesome because one of our original goals for this podcast was to just be us, be real, yeah. share the good, share the Bad, share the ugly. So uh thank you very much for affirming that we're keeping it real.
0: Yeah. I wish I could do like crazy voices or make up some kind of superhero personality for the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but nope.
1: One thing about you, Trey, is you cannot lie. Like oh. you are the most real person I know. <laughs> like can't even white oh, lie. No. So yeah. We had no choice but to keep it real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'm a bad actor too. Very (sighs) bad actor. Trouble, trouble. (laughs) Ouch, I'm not making money in front of the camera. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, another positive is catching up with our old friends. I mean, we're hearing from people that they love the show and they just can't wait to hear what's coming up next. And it's kind of funny because they don't want us to tell them what's coming up next.
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough because... If you talk to us live, you're probably going to get spoilers because yeah. the podcast is a little bit behind our real life mm-hmm. timeline. So, yeah, it's been a, an interesting act trying to like, yeah, not b- say too much. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's like past, present, future all yeah, at once.
1: That's, that's us right now.
0: Yeah. But I'm glad that we're keeping you hooked. So, I'm enjoying it.
1: Uh, a couple other sweet comments. Um, we've been told we have nice podcast voices. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Especially Trey, I think people really <laughs> love your podcast voice.
0: When I can remember to be close to the mic, I, know.
1: <laughs>
0: I keep leaning back.
1: Yeah, I have to edit the heck out of Trey's voice. <laughs> yeah, I get fidgety.
0: I never thought I was a fidgeter, but yeah. you are
1: fidgety. <laughs> Stay still. Keep your mouth on the mic, and right. you know, capture that good podcast voice.
0: Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording commercials. Bring them on.
1: Um, and then the last thing that you all have said, which I really appreciate is that we've made you laugh and that you find listening to us to be a soothing experience, which is nice. I know the world has been chaos during this whole trip and, you know, we're glad that we can provide a little bit of laughter and a little bit of sunshine into your day. So thanks for, thanks for saying that.
0: And I feel like we were able to do a little bit of what people kind of wanted to do and are starting to do like get out after all that time.
1: Yeah. Get out during the late pandemic. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So we're running into more people that are, you know, doing trips that they haven't been able to do. Yeah. You know, last Christmas felt like the first Christmas or Christmas holidays, whatever that Mm -hmm. people could really get together after postponing. So yeah, we're happy to be able to share this with you and, uh, Hopefully it's given you some ideas of what you want to do.
1: Yeah. So hearing all of these great comments and feedback has made all of the work we're doing for this podcast totally worth it. So thank you again. And just, you know, quick note, this, the show is not over yet. Mm -mm. We have a few more episodes coming up. The season is wrapping July 4th. So thanks so much for hanging in throughout this entire journey. And we're really excited to figure out where home is.
0: Yes. Okay, time to continue onward. The Durango Airbnb is only 20 miles away.
1: I can't believe we're back in Colorado after all of these years. It definitely feels great.
0: Especially during the spring when it's sunny and warm. Mountain May is beginning. Everyone should hold on tight.
1: Because we're picking up the pace as we hop from place to place.
0: Don't miss next week where we reveal the nuts and bolts of our top secret proprietary city rating algorithm, HopScore. All hail the Algo. Who
1: are not worthy? Who are not worthy? Stay tuned. That's next time. If you like us and want to hear more, please rate and follow wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Bonus points if you tell two friends.
1: You know how these things start.
0: One friend tells another friend about us. And, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends.
1: friends and, and they, they tell, tell their, their friends. friends and, so and so on and so on. So on.
0: I hope you guys find plenty of mischief along the way. Now hop to it and go find some trouble.
1: And now for a campfire story.
0: May of 1993, I graduated from North Bergen High School. That summer, I rode the Greyhound bus 1,852 miles from Guttenberg, New Jersey to Fort Collins, Colorado to become a freshman at Colorado State University. At age 18, I felt like an adult. I picked a school that was far away from my family. I needed space to grow. My life changed dramatically in the suburban neighborhoods of Fort Collins, going from high rise buildings and urban living to ranch style homes and natural open space. I learned about mother nature living in Fort Collins surrounded by so much soil and so little concrete. Where did the sidewalks go? How was I supposed to skateboard around town without a car? So many adjustments had to be made. I found friends in every coffee shop. The college town attracted spiritually minded beings who would share their stories. I loved hearing new ideas and philosophies from across the globe. One fateful day in Fort Collins, I was walking by the CSU Laurie Student Center. The courtyard was full of booths with students. I walked up to the pagan students' booth all I knew about paganism at that time was that my high school friend Tom would talk about it with Wicca. I later found out that pagans are really any pre-Catholic religion. Indigenous people's beliefs are all considered pagan. Not a bad word, like my Catholic upbringing made me think. My path into shamanism began with that pagan student group. I met great people like Peggy and Bill, Shadden, Sarah. They introduced me to drum circles in Boulder where I learned what it meant to go skyclad. I toured metaphysical New Age stores in Denver, like the Herbs and Art store on Colfax. That store holds a special place in my heart. One of our group events back in 1993, maybe 94, was to help the owner paint her new store. I think her name was Morning Glory, but don't hold me to that. We painted with our hands and with brushes. And it felt really good because I was able to leave my handprints on the wall. You won't see my handprints anymore because they're behind the wall covered by the bookshelves. But doing that event, I really felt like I was part of a community. I ended up picking up a book about shamanism from one of those Denver stores. That one was the 12th house, I think. I learned how to do a ceremony to find my animal totem while in Fort Collins, and I set up everything in my backyard. And that ceremony revealed the animals of a goose and a fox. (laughs) Now the goose was a little disappointing, but I realized through that experience that even the goose has meaning, usually connection to family. But later, after that ceremony, I made a staff that I carved and blessed. It is still with me to this day, 20 years later. I also felt the draw to shamanism because of psychedelics. The universe started to click for me after a couple psychedelic experiences. All these substances I took while trying to escape started to reveal experiences and details I hadn't noticed until now. Shamanism can incorporate natural medicines, The shaman is a medicine worker. Shamans speak wisdom and consult mother nature to answer life's questions. Shamans are also leaders. We can lead as teachers of the tribe or as advisors. Shamans wear many hats and use many faces. The more I studied, the more I found this was my calling. Now I fully embrace my spiritual path and am willing to be a shaman to others too.